WCTs after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. We're actually live in the studio. Myself, Frank Bashner, and David, the man of God, Harris. And David's in here, and he wants to talk about, out of all the topics, the new transfer rules where students don't have to get permission from their coaches. It's kind of like high school. Basically, you're here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. But you still, but you still have to sit out unless, of course, it was for unless it was a grad transfer or it was for a Special, hardship reason. Yeah, hardship reasons. Uh, also, in high school, the the rule has changed in Ohio, where now if you transfer, you get to play the first half of the season. And you got to sit the second half of the season. That I don't. Know, that kind of doesn't make any sense. It, it was approved two to one in voting, so somebody well, they must have all liked it. Well, I know, I know, in Michigan, it has changed as well, where. There, if you transfer or a sport that you're going there to play, you can't play at all, but you can play pretty much any other sport. Right. With, well, well, how many games you got to sit out? Uh, you, I would have to look that up on, I mean, I have to pull up MHSAA's website. Misha. You just won't quit, will you? <laughs> got to always get that Misha in there. Wait a minute. Frank, you gotta know how many games. Usually, it's ha- it's not the whole season. I know it's not like college, well, but I understand. Well, it it, it it just changed. I mean, oh. it was basically in light of the of Thomas Kithier transferring from Macomb, Dakota to Clarkson, and there was a whole big fuss about that. And they, I guess, they said he was transferring just to play basketball with Foster Lawyer, who. They're now going to be teammates at Michigan State, right? Which, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong with that, but you know, we. They, but they said it was it was an athletically motivated transfer. Okay. Now, also, now that's another thing too. Um, in the rules, I don't know if the rules change in Ohio. If you transfer from a school that's in academic emergency and go to a better school, you can play right away. So there, there are some kind of, uh, I guess flaws or little loopholes in all the rules but we could talk a little bit about college is once again i think in high school not to, before we get into the subject with david um with ohio i know there were some guys that were kind of already doing it where they would play with a team eh, this team's not working out for me so i'm gonna transfer halfway through the season to get their half the season or 11 games out of the way and then they can play the full season the next year so we'll see how that all works out but david uh, what is it that you don't like about uh, this new rule, or what is your insight on this uh, new rule? Well, I don't know if it's don't like per se, but kind of looking at the previous rule, and it was school, individual schools were able to be or block players from transferring to specific schools, and most notably, we know about this through the SEC, where Nick Saban in particular is like, "Yeah, you can go anywhere else," but. It, 
you know, certain schools here out in Auburn, Georgia, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but that's team, like but that's just like in before they're trying to not interrupt you, but the almost all conferences have a rule where even in the MAC too, that they don't want to tr- let you transfer within conference or there's a huge penalty. Now there's some conferences or some schools that say if you transfer within conference, you gotta sit out two years instead of one. So, you know, with Nick Saban doing that, people are all up in arms about him about that. But that's pretty common. They don't want you guys playing the free agent game within conference. Now, you can go somewhere else, either another division or out of conference, but they're not going to play the flip-flop game in conference. Yeah, and I, and I like to room mainly because you're able to, at least with some, depending just still with this rule, there's still going to be a recognition that conference is still – will have their own individual conference rules in terms of, you know, strenuous or some kind of penalty in some form or fashion. But just the ability for having students not have to really struggle with, okay, am I going to lose eligibility or am I going to hurt my own potential progress or am I I going to have to go the JUCO route, which I think this will really hurt a lot of JUCO programs who look at many of these transferring students as, hey, I can go to JUCO for a year and then go back into a Power 5 school or a big name school or a school that I really intended or wanted to go to and then still have my eligibility remaining. And so I think JUCOs are going to be hurt the most. And then thinking about with this new law, um, this new rule where you can have up, you can play up to four games in a season before your season or without losing the season competition and I think that's gonna both hinder and hurt kind of that trans just the entire transfer process as a whole because if you play say for example for football if you're one of these young players and you're you know, playing against the FCS or the little sisters of the poor and you're like yeah, I really don't feel like you can actually play those games and then still be able to be like yeah you know what let me transfer out and not have to fear about, okay, now I've just lost the entire season, even though I've only played and featured for maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes over the course of the season. And so I think in uh, the couple of sheriff, Blake Shane came on to that this change promotes fairness for college athletes and student athletes are more likely to remain engaged with the team. Stars will be less likely to feel pressure to play through injuries and, I guess if we're really looking at it, this, I can understand the pressure from like starters not wanting to play through injuries, but at the same time, we've seen in recent years transfers who are highly rated have a pick of the litter, you know, go to school for a year, and then they transfer because you know they're not getting playing time. I wonder if that's still going to happen to the extent or the major effect that we've seen it from the major football programs of, hey, I wasn't promised this, you know, instead of sitting around and waiting my time, I may play a game or two here or a game or two there and then leave. So there's a lot of middle road that this, that this new transfer rules coming in are going to affect, especially for the JUCO route. Why are you worried about the JUCO route, though? I mean, I guess I I don't understand the big deal with this this transferring stuff. I I do, I do think, though, 
you got to kind of somewhat get permission with the school. But the transfer game, they, they, they want they. I, I, I talked to Coach Cullop about this, and she said, you know, the NCAA wants the less in the transfers, but then you make a rule where it kind of almost increases it because now the kid just leaves. I'm out of here. And before it used to be, okay, you know, I'm going to try to get permission from the coach. Maybe I'll stick it out here. You know, maybe things will turn around. But now that you can just, you know, leave on the drop of a dime, it, it kind of almost enhances or tries to, you know, basically say, hey, I can I can transfer now. And here's my thing with the, the transfers. You already know or someone knows that there's an inkling that someone's going to transfer. And, and it could be a, a several of reasons. It could be – not like lack of playing time you just don't click i think sometimes though and you know tubby smith brought this up is that if things don't go away right go right the way you want them right away people are inkling to go transfer instead of trying to beat it out maybe work their way to a spot or whatever it may be the case i don't really have an answer for transferring um i mean i've seen different i've seen both sides of i guess the of the situation if you're in a bad situation hey i tell people transfer you know the, it is what it is get out of there it's not good for you but at the same time though i think in this day and age and i hate to say it and people i've heard this on talk shows recently sports talk shows is that a lot of people think that millennials and kids today are very entitled and when you actually have to put some work into something or you actually face some adversity they're ready to quit and try to move on to the next best thing and think that the grass is greener on the other side, and sometimes it's not. Um, I mean, but you have good situations like Trayshawn Fletcher. You know, I just read an article from Brian Bucky. He's rehabbing his knee. He was at Colorado, and he was in the lineup, out of the lineup, yanked around, and then he comes to Toledo and becomes MAC Player of the Year. Now you say, well, okay, it's in a lower conference, but the fact of the matter is, is that he came to a lower conference, got MAC Player of the Year, and now – before the knee injury, he was actually getting looked at by the NBA and, and a lot of high-level uh, uh, overseas teams. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I can see what people are, are are trying to say about that. I do know there's coaches that are very sneaky in football and basketball. I've, I've heard the, the – I know the kind of the name of the game is, and some guys have the best interest of the kids. Some don't. You know, some coaches recruit a kid that they know probably is not going to get a lot of playing time on their team because of what their lineups are. But, hey – I'd rather have you on my team and on my on my bench than with the rival and you trying to beat us. So, I mean, you get some shadiness out there for that. And, and that's where I think the transfer rule should be. But I think also, though, the transferring is kind of getting a little out of hand, too. I mean, it's like it almost seems like every time something doesn't go right, a kid's trying to transfer. Now, Trayshawn Fletcher, on the other hand, I'm not upset with him because he at least gave Colorado three years. He tried it out. It didn't work. He transferred. He only had one year of eligibility, which is a big risk, by the way, because it could have went completely bad here at Toledo, but it didn't, and he had one good year. Unfortunately for him, you know, he has to move on, and unfortunately for Toledo, he, he has to move on as well, so he doesn't get to be able to do what he, uh, you know, it, it again with Toledo, and he probably would, if played another year at Toledo, he'd probably be considered one of the great Toledo Rocket basketball players. I mean, he got Mac Player of the Year, and most of the stuff he's completed in one year you could think he could almost be in the Rocket Hall of Fame. But but then again, though, I don't like it where the kids, you know, the freshmen that come in, they don't get playing time right away and they're getting out of there. I just – that to me, I think they should give things a chance. But like I said, there's a lot of uh, things in this world I can't figure out or give you a complete answer to. Well, 
I I ended up fine. Well, you mentioned uh, and players transferring after one year. I mean, I just happened to remember seeing this video, this uh, girl who played basketball at Baylor. She came in as a freshman, and this is when Baylor's women's team was absolutely loaded. Wait, is this the video you posted on Twitter? I did I did a while back. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, I, and she basically said how uh, she and her, her mom knew she was kind of miserable, and I guess she had, her mom had secretly talked to Kim Mulkey at the time, and... And she, I guess, asked, asked, "Can she play? Can she play at this level?" If the answer is yes, then she'll stay. And what she need? What does she need to do to get better? And if the answer is no, then she transferred. And of course, the answer was obviously yes. Just that she needed to work harder and get better, and that. But and also, I did dig up the uh, transfer rules from the MHSAA website, and here is a student. Summaries about exceptions. Here's what it says. Once a student who is enrolled in grades 9 through 12 changes schools, that student is not eligible for sports in the new school unless they meet one of the 15 exemptions, which generally have to do with the residential change or the school's status changing. And some of them are... What about uh, parents coaching? Because sometimes a kid... I've seen this happen where a kid's dad becomes a coach at another school and they just follow them. I mean, they follow their parent or a job change. So, you know, you got to well, find that out too. Well, here's the, here's the residency exceptions. A student moves with the people he'll, he or she was living with previously. So, I mean, let's say if their dad ends up getting a job and a coaching job in another district and they move, then that's not going to be an issue. Or if a student is not living with either parent and moves back to them or they end up getting placed with foster parents, and there's an approved international program. They move within a host family, blah. They, a married student moves into the district. Student moves in. A, a what? Married student. A I married get, student in uh, high school? I know it sounds is that, uh, is that the, the Amish rule or something? Because that doesn't I make know, any sense. You know, I, what I, I think they're just trying to be married. I think they're just trying to make sure all their T's are crossed and I's are dotted. If that kid is married, <laughs> that, uh, then they might might not be even eligible age wise to be playing in high school. <laughs> that, that, okay, I guess you got to cover all ground. Yeah, I I know. Student moves with a divorce. Moves to moves with or to a divorced parents' house, or the parents never married. Eighteen-year-old moves without the parents, or they reside at boarding school. As for school statuses, and this is something that's actually happened, and uh, in an area not that far from me, schools cease to ah, uh, actually not this school cease to operate. Hey, school is reorganized or consolidated, which that situation has happened kind of a little bit outside my area, as uh, Truman High School and Kennedy High School up in Taylor are merging to become one district. Really? A lot of schools are starting to, are they trying to do that so they can get the superpower? So they say, you know, we join forces. I mean, pretty much we got a LeBron James, Kevin Durant stuff going on with schools. I've noticed that there's some schools that are getting bigger or the school gets too big and they have to split. Well, the, this is just ha- this is just ha- this is a, I believe is the only school in the state of Michigan that has merged districts. But of course, it, another time that I know it happened was when, uh, and this was because the dist- it was really small was Britain Macon and Deerfield merged to ha- become Britain Deerfield. This ha- this happened within the last ten years, I believe. So it was called Britain Macon. 
Yeah, it was in Macon Township. Mm-hmm. So there was Britain, and then there was Deerfield, mm-hmm. and then they have and they merged within the last ten, twelve years. And become Britain Deerfield. Yeah. So yeah. the high school is what Britain High School was, and I guess Deerfield, the Deerfield High School building, I guess is now a middle school. Mm-hmm. So mm. they could have they could have came up with a snazzier name and changed it up a little bit. Yeah. And other school status exceptions. School board orders safety or enrollment shift transfer. Achieved highest grade available in former school. New school or a new school has established and they enrolled on the day, the first day. So let's say, like, this may have happened with Ann Arbor Skyline, which is a fairly new school. When they opened up within, I forget how long ago it was. And then, of course, student status exceptions are an incoming first-time ninth grader. Here, this actual an example of this is somebody at Dundee who I knew previously was going to Ida, and then before, and then he ended up coming to Dundee and was enrolled on the first day of his freshman year there. Here, and he there, and then also expelled student returns under pre-existing criteria. So, once again, though, we're going back to the college route. David, what is your suggestion? What do you think about? Because I know you, 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 you have your strong ideas and thoughts on this. Well, I just think, and just kind of thinking about the, and it's usually first years or kind of wretched freshmen that we usually see as transfer. And part of me is under the impression that, hey, if you are given a scholarship and you are one of these highly touted recruits, for you to kind of, transfer away because you're not getting playing time or you're so far behind the depth chart. I mean, like, life lesson here. Like, that's a part of life. You're not just going to come in automatically and be the big man on campus. You know, you got to earn your stripes. And if you're going... And so the immediate one that comes to mind is Hunter Johnson, kind of number one overall quarterback in 2017, goes to Clemson, kind of comes goes into the spring competing for the number one job doesn't get it for obvious reasons because, you know, Clemson had some pretty good quarterbacks already in place. And so he transfers to Northwestern for playing time. And it's like, dude, just stick it out. Like, I understand Northwestern's closer to home in Brownsburg, Indiana, rather than Clemson, North Carolina. But if it's primarily because of playing time, that just means that instead of really working hard, earning your stripes and trying to compete for a job at a place that you selected that you wanted to go to. It's kind of that, no, you know, I'm just going to take my ball, go to a better situation for me. And so for me, I'm thinking with this transfer rule, yes, you have the four games in place, and it's designed for young players to get their feet wet. Baylor Coach Matt Rule used that line kind of either early in the season or late in season. But for me, it's when I think of the transfer rule, it's, all right, whose who's best transfers are you taking into account when you transfer without kind of telling anyone? And now with this rule, it, you basically, like you said, they're up and leave. It's like, is that really helping the program that you just up and leave without really having to sit down one-on-one with the coach, expressing frustrations, venting, like, hey, I'm not getting playing time, and then just the coach saying, okay, well, Compete, work for it. Work, you know, work your butt off in practice. 
we'll give you a couple looks here and there. And then, you know, because in college, it's how you perform in practice usually dictates for a lot of coaches who play on Saturdays. Like, you can be a starter, but if you have a rough week in practice, coaches are going to be like, all right, you know, next in line. And then we'll work you back in. So there's just a lot of, like you said, just a lot but, of. But is it all, I think, I think, well, but then, David, you're looking at this view kind of one-sided. Transfer is not all the time about playing time. I mean, majority of the time it is. What if it, they just want to transfer because they just don't click with the coaches or the or or their teammates? They might get homesick. You gotta you gotta remember a lot of these guys are only between some of them between the ages of seventeen to twenty one, and that's a time of, of of huge growth. So I I don't I think let's not jump the gun and think that automatically it's all about just it's playing time. Like okay, it's just playing time. I mean, the majority, like, you are, I mean, you're right. But, I mean, in those cases, I think those are the kind of conversations. Like, if you're obviously not clicking with the coach, talking with the coach is usually an indication that you're not clicking. And then that's usually a situation where both player and coach agree that, hey, let's help you get you to a better situation that's beneficial for not only you, but your for the coach where a scheme fits. Or if it's, in, you know, you transfer or you fine with one coach, but then that coach leaves, which we see pretty much every year because coaches just go whenever they sometimes feel like it. But those other situations, you can understand. Like, hey, if you're homesick. But, again, I still, like, just talk it out with the coach. Like, just talk about, like, my thing is, if you just up and leave without talking to anyone and no one knows why you leave and then you come out with this interview talking about your transfer, and you try to, you know, catch somebody off guard or out of left field with your justification for leaving. That's my thing. And I'm like I'm hopeful that that's not going to be the case for some of these instances. But there are times when it's just, hey, I just wanted to leave. I needed to be close to the home. You know, like those are legitimate options. I'm not discrediting those guys. I'm looking at those players that are just leaving because, oh, you know, for whatever reason, you know. I didn't like playing with this teammate, or I didn't like, you know, so-and-so. Like, some of the stuff that I anticipate happening are going to be on small stuff that can be easily addressed with a simple one-to-one conversation or, you know, just a simple sit-down talk. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, but I, you got to keep the option open for them to transfer. I do think, though, it kind of did go a little too far, at least not getting the permission from the school or the coach to transfer. I mean, at least face the coach face-to-face, not just get on out of there. But you've, you've heard same situations with different coaches trying to be intimidating as well. So it, it, it all it all depends. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the answers to that. I do think that the transferring – is a little bit too much, but I will say this too, as far as when it comes to the recruiting process for a lot of these kids, I would tell them to either get to know someone that's been through the process, um, do your homework, try to get a really good feel of it so that you don't have to actually transfer. I, I tell people that all the time, that like you don't have to exactly transfer um if you go to the right spot and I think sometimes some people go to schools for the wrong reasons uh some some kids 
maybe feel that they can, you know, make a difference there. I mean, like I said, you remember it's a recruiting process and they're trying to get you to go to the school. So I don't believe – I don't think the coaches are really lying, but they might stretch the truth a little bit. And sometimes – there may be a bad evaluation on the coaches. They might think a certain kid can really play, and they don't. I mean, it, that just, just goes to show you how, you know, tedious the situation can be. But I also tell people sometimes, go to the school that feels right. Go to the school where you got the best relationships with them. Go to the school where, you know, I see some kids, they go to a certain school, and you look at it, and you, say, you look back and step back and say, well, the reason why you're not getting playing time is when you went in, you knew there was only two, already two guys ahead of you and then the class behind you, they were recruiting some guys in your same position. I mean, it was like, come on, you did. There was no way that you were going to really get to play. So I, I usually tell people that you know, don't get caught up all up in the hype. And when you do get down to your last two or three, you know, uh, schools, you know, weigh the pros and the cons, and then go from there and and go with who your the fit is. Don't go where your parents want you to go because guess what. Your parents aren't going to be the ones in the classroom, and your parents aren't going to be the one on the, the, the field of play or the court of play or whatever. So I always tell, you know, kids that, you know, you, you go through that, you you know. I think a lot of kids, you know, they don't know all of the situations in life, but at times they just have enough common sense and someone emotional stability to know what's a good fit and what's not. And I think sometimes uh, some kids – I guess, in a sense, ignore or, you know, put out of their head that, you know, this might not be a good fit for them, and, and that that happens, but that, that that's just how it goes. Yeah, and, and I think this is going to benefit kind of in the long term. It's kind of, like you said, if we can really build partnerships and relationships, and really this is, and we see it, and we've heard about it all the time, kind of, recruit assistant coaches, really find someone who, you know, position coaches, someone you can relate to and vent to, who can help you get through A, B, C, or D. If you have trouble with playing style, coaching style, like particularly if it's like kind of in-house particular players, like if it's coaching style, then it's okay. Unless it's one of those situations where, hey, our coach, the coach that brought me in left, and so I either want to go to places like coach or I'm going to stay here and then try to work through new adjustments. Like those you can understand. Like those transfers are legitimate. It's like, hey, I wanted to play for this coach. This coach is not here. Let me either restart or find my way new or find greener pastures, something. But if it's just, yeah. Like, I'm not given 100%, and now I just want to leave because coaches aren't giving me the playing time that I think I deserve because, you know, came in greatest things since sliced bread. That's a whole nother story. And just letting them leave without having to really explain themselves as to why they want to transfer kind of lends a little bit to some of the conference restrictions or the conferences coming down and say, all right, I guess we have this national policy, but conference rules are still airlock tight in many regards and in many places. Frank, Frank final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I, it's just one thing I did come across with further transfer rules, at least high school related. 
about how long they are not eligible and says if there's no recruiting violation except for a transfer that's athletic, motivated, or related, that student is not eligible for half the year. And if they change schools in the first half of the year, if they're enrolled before the fourth Friday after Labor Day, they become eligible on Martin Luther King Day. So we do, and we actually do have an instance at Dundee. We have a guy, a guy who previously attended Summerfield. He has transferred to Dundee, but also I believe that he actually lives in the district. So. But, of course, he still has to sit out for half a year, and he'll be eligible on MLK Day. And if they change in the second half of the year, before if they enroll before the fourth Friday of February, they are not eligible until August 1st for fall sports. And here, here's what it says about athletically related transfers. After starting the ninth grade, a transfer student who has played high school sports and who does not meet one of the aforementioned exceptions, they're ineligible for 180 days. Yeah. In that sport, if the transfer is to a school where one, of the, where one of the following links existed in the previous twelve months, if if they were involved in a non-school activity that was coached or directed by a school coach, administrator, or a parent of the new school, the student was coached by a personal trainer who was a coach, attended an open gym, and then transferred school was, transfers schools, excuse me, or was involved in summer activities with the new school before being registered to enroll at the school. Transfer students who are not signed up to attend a school should not be involved in summer activities with school coaches. As now, and of course, athletically motivated, which this is where I believe the whole Thomas Kithier incident falls under. Because after starting ninth grade, transfer student who has played high school sports and who does not meet one of the 15 exceptions may be declared eligible in all sports for 180 days if the transfer is primarily for athletic purposes. The former school must make an allegation with additional proofs to MHSA executive director within 40 days of the student's enrollment, which is the first day of class in the new school. An athletic-motivated transfer is defined as but not limited to who the following thing. The student or parent is dissatisfied or has conflict with playing time, team position, philosophy, related sports, etc., the students seek to nullify actions by the former school relating to discipline or eligibility. The student or parent seeks to play on a less successful team to rank higher among players on that team or a more successful team to gain exposure to higher competition and or college scouts. The student seeks to participate with teammates or coaches with which the student has participated with previously or in the Kithier, in the Kithier incidents probably future because he and as i mentioned he and foster lawyer and both at michigan state now mhsa will not be involved in investigating or mediating athletic motivated transfers or issues between member schools of the same school district or when one school releases a student to another district so that's where i believe that's what happened with kithier is that he was at macomb dakota he transferred to clarkston the the people at Macomb, Dakota, decided to raise a fuss about it, and that's how he got deemed ineligible for all sports in 180 days. Now, I believe that what I mentioned, the athletic-related, I think that's gonna, the language is actually going to change a little bit where, let's say if you, you're a basketball player, you're going to go play with a future college teammate, they'll let you play, they'll let you play football or baseball, but you can't play basketball. 
for how? Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll leave even there. Those are our final thoughts. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> uh, I think we went over a little bit too far on this transferring thing. I, I kind of want to only keep it to 20 minutes. We, you know, we got the in-depth rules from from Frank about Michigan high school stuff. By the way, yeah, more or less. It was more or less that there had been some stuff that there had been a lot of stuff that has become a hot button issue in Michigan. Yes. So, just thought, just wanted to share some stuff on that. Okay, and, and, and Frank, meanwhile, <laughs> up in Misha, <laughs> as we were talking about college, and then we went all the way to high school. But thank you for your insight, Frank, uh, as you are the umpire, the man, the myth, the legend, behind the mic at a lot of events. Uh, coming up next, I think we have, wait a minute, don't you have one more subject you got to talk about? Uh, yes, it's... Uh where could the king go next? Yeah, we'll we'll get into some NBA, uh, David. But also, uh oh, oh, breaking news, so so to speak. Um, Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio. Yes, which could probably affect where the king is going. I'll share my thoughts when we come back, David. What about you? La La Land. That's too easy. easy. No, that's too easy, David. David, you're done. We're gonna pot you down because you just said La La Land, and that that that's where everyone thinks he's going. By the way, I got some information about where Bronny James might be going to high school. That and more here on eighty-eight point three WHTs. After for the review, make sure you check out us on the podcast, SoundCloud, and iTunes. WHT after further review on SoundCloud, and just after further review on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us as soon as we put the podcast up. It'll notify you. You can take a listen to what Frank and David has got to say. Coming up next, talk a little NBA. It kind of, uh, I, I was very, very disappointed with the NBA and how it went. I basically would say it was this. Yeah, that would that would also describe uh, the play of one team in the finals. Not surprised. Kind of a little bit of a wrap up here of the end of the season. 88.3 WSUT for the review.